Can you fundraise for an adult soccer league? <laughs> After the, all of the gifts that the weekend gave us, you're going to start the show with that? So my friends are visiting over the weekend and they say they get a text message from a friend. And the text message oh, gosh. is just all it says cryptically is, could really appreciate your help here, prayer hands, okay? So instantly, this guy has kids. They're like, oh, it's probably a fundraiser for his kid's school. Yeah, what's wrong, potentially? He's a charitable guy. Maybe it's a chair, you know, God forbid it's a caring bridge, at which point yeah. you know, you're really concerned. They click the link. Yeah. And it is for his adult soccer league he plays in, and he is trying to raise funds um didn't list for what like didn't say like this is for jerseys uniforms or whatever also this man makes six figures has a really good job full-blown family <laughs> and is fundraising and eliciting sponsorship from friends to play in an adult soccer league and that just feels wrong on many levels can you do that i'm not i'm not mad at the hustle everybody needs a side hustle in this in this day and age l and it sounds like our guy who sent the group text found a loophole <laughs> it sounds like he found a loophole he can fundraise while also fundraising you feel fundraise. me like this is going to benefit me and me only and potentially my 10 teammates yeah that's great. No, bruh. No. The only things that you can fundraise for as an adult, your children charity, done. That's the list. Goodbye. No. Why am I going to help give you money for extracurricular activities? You ain't got to do this. This isn't helping pursue your dream of making the afterlete soccer league. Why would I help raise money for you to do something that you don't have to do? Well, listen, if Lionel Messi didn't make the MLS till he was 36. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying. It's just. It's just. Didn't make. Reborn hope, okay? The man is pushing 40. Yeah. And he finally cracked the MLS. Is that what it is? So he's Crack inspiring hope. All right. Across America. Do I know these people? You do. Do I know the sender of the you text? You do not know the sender. Son of a gun. I, I wish I did. Me too. I wish, because I would ask for the link. I would too. And I would donate but a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like 50 cents. Yeah. Yeah, just absolutely nothing. That's awesome. He makes six figures? Yeah. And he's asking for help to play in his soccer league. And here's the thing. At least he's got one vote of confidence. Yes. I, too, feel completely whole and vindicated Whoa. after what happened on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, right. Just a reminder for the folks who don't absorb every second of the L. Duncan show with Gary Streisky. We whisper it. Thank you. This is what I said on Thursday about the quote-unquote relationship that was happening between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is not kicking it at Chiefs Kingdom hanging out with Travis Kelsey. I don't believe it. See, and I do. I don't believe it. I do. I think... Uh, and, the, and the reason it's catching so much fire is because it is so nonsensical. No, they um, left I stand by it. In a drop-top convertible. I stand by nearly, it. Nearly, hand in hand. Yeah, nearly, nearly hand in hand. Nearly. Nearly. So let me Come just on. say, no, let me just say, okay. for those of you haters like you, Gary Streisky, who were popping off in the podcast and things, group texts that we have with our producer, Sarah and Christina, Yep. for those of you that were tweeting at me 
For those of you that did listen to the show and were like, oh, ha ha, they do know each other. I feel more vindicated than ever after what I just witnessed. You sound like a politician. Taylor Swift dated a man for five years and never even admitted it. Okay? But I'm supposed to believe that within hours of us finding out about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift allegedly being a thing, she's hanging out with Mama Kelsey in the suite, laughing it up and yucking it up. No, this is a stunt. It's clearly a stunt. This is the same Taylor Swift that will literally take a baby shower invite from some rando fan and actually pop up on them. This is just the celebrity version of that. You it's it they're toy, It's a stunt. It's a stunt. And there was nothing more clear than it was a stunt than watching them leave the arena together. He looked nervous. He looked like he had zero game. It was the most platonic walk of all time. That's all I kept thinking when they were walking by. Platonic. He's never touched that woman. They're not dating. This is a stunt. Now, when I said he does not know that woman, okay, maybe he does. Apparently, he does. They're not dating. Nothing about that said that's a relationship. She's having fun. It's, it's a hilarious story. They were playing the Bears. Save for her showing up, no one's talking about that game. L. They sat in a suite, and then they rode away in a drop-top convertible, literally so as many eyes as possible could see them. The most private, the most private pop star we've ever seen in terms of celebrities. We never find out who she's dating until she writes about them years later. And I'm supposed to believe that she's got a real thing brewing mm -hmm. after what I saw on Sunday. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. I will die on this hill. They are not dating. They're not. It's an adorable, fun story that we're all talking about. And she loves it. Hey, yay. We're, this, we're friends. You think the busiest woman in the entirety of the world just has a Sunday open to just yes. make a quick pivot? To, to Arrow has a, you think to make news that the world is talking about? Yes, the, she ain't no dummy. The She's world a is marketing a, genius. The world is already talking about her. One hundred percent, and now they're talking about her more in a different space. Oh, in a different space, oh Gary. Gosh. Now the sports world is talking about her. We weren't talking with Adam Schefter about Taylor Swift's concert two weeks ago, but we're talking about her now because of Travis Kelsey. It's genius. I'm just saying they're not dating. They're <laughs> not dating. They might have skipped the dating part. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Oh, here's That's the thing. That's what that video of them L, walking out told here, you? You said nervous, Homies. platonic. That seems like a nervous first date. That seems like gentlemanly behavior from Travis Kelsey, who's trying to show a woman who clearly has a checkered dating past a good time. Do you know the difference between Travis Kelsey and everybody else that Taylor Swift has dated? None of those other guys can set an edge, okay, okay like Travis Kelsey can. Okay. Can I talk about a point? Because, listen, there hasn't been something... There hasn't been something said that, that's already been said in the last 24 hours about this particular duo other than this. Say what you want about Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey has to feel so good right now. Speaking for all men right now, as I'm going to do, I know the number one thought that Travis Kelsey had thinking in his brain was this is so awesome because I could win a fight against every single one of her exes. What? Yes. That's where your sophomoric brain went? 
sophomoric. That is a senior level thought. That is that the kind of shit that dudes think about? Like, can I beat up all the rest of her exes? Yeah. What? That's the first thing that no. crosses our mind. L. You literally, when you're gonna date a girl, yeah. you literally think about yeah. whether you could fight all. What is this, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? are you talking it's the about first Gary? thing you think of no there's other things that people might assume you think of but the first thing you think yeah, of is like if, is she cool is she smart does she have a great job can, can I, I take her home to my family can i beat up her boyfriend okay. her ex-boyfriend in a fight that is and travis kelsey is 6'5 250 all man mustache missile he's taking care of matt healy taylor lautner's sub six foot the you only went all the way to Taylor Lautner. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Harris is Calvin tall, Harris. Bro. He's Calvin like six, Harris. Six. Okay. I mean, he definitely hasn't taken out Travis Kelsey. Super soft hands, I'd imagine. Probably. Maybe calloused fingertips. Yeah. Okay. Records can be John, sharp. John Mayer. Yeah. No. Baby food. Mm -hmm. Okay. The one that she never admitted to, Joe. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Joe Alwyn. That guy. Yeah. Who right? she was with for like five years. Yeah, and never admitted she dated him for a single because second. Because he never yet. caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, L. Oh, God. Nothing to brag about. You know, you know why I'm mostly mad? I mean, I'm not mad. I'm actually really happy that I was completely vindicated. But I feel... You can just say whatever you want because your name's on the graphic, huh? Damn right. I feel no matter how outraged for one person... I feel totally outraged for one person, this whole ruse. It's fun, and it's great, but you could have waited. You could have waited until oh. next weekend oh. or the weekend after, and you know why? Because hours before Sunday just became Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey gate, it belonged to one man. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Baby, what you really want to do? Okay. Uh, ha, ha. Are you a nice and slow guy? Ursher. Super Bowl halftime performer. Yep. It was announced on Sunday One of that my it favorite will be artists. Ursher Raymond. Yep. Love Ursher. No Usher. I mean, not particularly well, but like from mm -hmm. our radio days, yep. you know what yep. I mean? Like, I feel like he would give me a fist that up if he saw me, potentially. I love Usher. If I said, hey, it's me, specifically from V103. I used to interview in these type of spaces. Maybe he'd remember. Definitely. Love Usher. Couldn't be happier with the pick. Really? What do you mean, really? We just Couldn't hired, be happier? Couldn't, I bet you if pre-Usher pre announcement, if I was like, El, give me your top 10 candidates for a Super Bowl, he wouldn't even crack the top 100. He would not have. Even though he's made a Super Bowl appearance 2011 with the Black Eyed Peas. Though, against doing my extensive research, he didn't make an appearance until minute nine in that set. What did he sing? Wait, let me guess. 2010. Oh, my God. Baby, let me love you down. Perfect. So when I say let me guess, you mean just immediately give me the answer? Cool. That's my bad. Um, so I was just feeling the rhythm? It looks like you've done extensive research. I did. Okay. So there's... Um, you have there, a theory there's, behind... There's, there's more of a story to this, this whole picks. Super Bowl thing. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show used to be like, oh, man, my parents are going to love this halftime show yeah for the olds this is like this is going to be 20 minutes where i can sort of reset get to the snacks get yeah, to the drinks refill. get up stretch my legs whatever but now l we are entering an era a decade or an era rather taylor swift um that now everybody that's being announced that's our music <laughs> that, that's those are those are millennial performers yeah right and it all started l okay it all started in two 2004. 
Okay, so you're trying to identify when the halftime performance for the Super Bowl went from, ugh, old. Yes. To, oh, that's like our me. That's ours. The first Super Bowl halftime show that I can recall was 1996, the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. The halftime act was Diana Ross. Obviously right. legend, but sure. of course not of our but time. But for the older generation. Then it was the Blues Brothers, Boys to Men, Gloria Estefan. Why did I say it like that? Gloria Estefan. Stevie, Estefan is Stevie, right. Stevie Wonder Voodoo Daddy. Then we get into the 2000s. Phil Collins, Aerosmith, YouTube, Shania Twain. Well, Shania Twain was really popular right around then. Okay, so, yeah. no doubt, which no doubt was Damn, also Damn, I feel like that. a woman, yeah. yeah. I feel like a woman. Canadian, too. Very Canadian. 2004, okay. in Houston, my junior year in high school. Okay. Diddy, JT, Janet Jackson. Let's go. 2004, junior in high school, we were vibing. <laughs> yes, we were all vibing. yeah. yeah. That happens. Yeah. Millennials couldn't be trusted anymore. Millennial yeah. music, Justin Timberlake, couldn't be trusted. Then we went on, we, we went on a, a, a desert-like, desolate, dry run. Okay. Paul McCartney. Okay, first of all, let's pause. I just want you guys to recognize that Gary Streisand just said we went on a desert run of big-name acts, and then he named... The main person on the biggest group of all time, Paul McCartney. Go ahead. Again, as it relates to our right. music, okay. our sure. our yeah. music has been old, correct desert wasteland. Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, okay. Hall of Fame, cool. Understood. Right. I'm not saying these aren't legends in They're the just game. Old. Prince, of They're course. in the Hall of Fame. Legends, R.I.P. Legend, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen. Mm. None of those acts that I just named aren't some of our parents. Favorite acts, okay? Yeah, it's like Yacht Rock. Yes. Yeah. Don't know the genre. 2010, The Who. Who? who? The Who. Mm -hmm. 2011, we finally start coming around. Okay. 2011, I'm 25. Okay. Usher. There we Black go. Eyed Peas, Madonna, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Katy Perry. Then we start getting it back. Then we start getting it back. But two th from 2004 to 2010, we were, it was, it was quite the depression yeah. of halftime acts. Yeah. It was like the retirement community yes. for former Hall of Fame rock and rollers. Yes. But you knew that Tom Petty wasn't going to pull his nipple out. So it was it, a very easy sort of thing for you. It was a safe bet. Yeah. It was a, and I'm glad we got Prince. Um, but it was a safe bet. And then in 2020, Shakira, The Weeknd, Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Well, Jay-Z took over a few years Correct. ago. So Correct. we're starting to see current. Rihanna. Exactly. So we're starting to see current so we're back. again. But what I'm saying now is it's our music. So you think now. somewhere there is a... 18-year-old, a 20-year-old like, going, ew, Usher? I'm, it should have been Billie Eilish. I'm telling you right now there's an 18-year-old who's saying, who's Usher? That's or, devastating. There's zero chance. No, no. I don't agree with you. Let me tell you why. Usher has remained relevant in every single decade. He has. And he has at least a hit song in every one. He's, got a he's dropping an album on Super Bowl Sunday, and he's got a brand new song out right now, I, I think, with 21 Savage. Uh, 21. I'm not here to disrespect Usher. I love Usher. Let It Burn was me and my first girlfriend's There's zero song. chance that young people don't know who Usher is. I promise you there no, are they young don't. people that don't know who Gary, Usher is. No. Or at the very best, the guy who found Justin Bieber. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's just, oh, that's no. the reality. These He's are the times that we live in. I'm telling you. These you are, can't. These are the times. Do you remember when Paul McCartney did the song with Rihanna and, and uh, Kanye? Yeah, I remember. And there was talk, there was some discourse online that was like, wow, this song's really going to help this guy's career. Okay, in all fairness, We're again, weird time. the Beatles was the 60s, bruh. Like, they broke up a long time ago. So, yes, I can even, 
Usher has remained relevant to this day. We love confessions, Usher. They love a juicy J shoddy. I don't mind when you work in that poll, Usher. <laughs> There's a different Usher for every generation, You Gary. don't have to convince me. My favorite song of all time is Daddy's Home. Ooh, that is a good it's, one. It's, it's literally my favorite song I just want to get your attention. It comes out so hot, too. <laughs> okay, so what's the Usher Super Bowl look like? Because I was wrong as <laughs> on Rihanna. I predicted the whole thing. I yeah. had segues, dance yeah. moves, and everything. She went a totally opposite well, direction. Well, that's because she was pregnant. Sure. Uh, and that's kind of an X factor. That's a variable that we fortunately don't have to anticipate with Usher. But he's obviously going to play the hits. Okay. You don't have to call. It's okay, it's okay girl. girl. I think that Usher's going to do a... Now, keep in mind, and I have not gone dance. to Taylor Swift's concert, but I do believe if Usher's smart, he has eras. He really has eras. Uh-huh. I think he should start out a journey of Usher's career. So That'd it stood incredible. start out with, She likes in my way. Oh, no. My and then straight into... It's seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top cruising the streets. Let's go. I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me. Why did you say it like that? I pull up anticipating. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good luck. Can we use any of this in a podcast? Probably not. It's time. Oh. For the internet's favorite ADD recap of all things NFL. It's time, friends. For too long, didn't watch. This is more self-serving for us so we can get caught up. Petty Cowboys Stephen A. Smith has been dormant. But they lost to the Cardinals, and so 
He's back. Kickers around the league wish they were a little more gay. After Matt Gay's NFL record day of four made field goals over 50 yards, Gay was five for five on field goals and four for four from 50 or more yards in an overtime win versus previously undefeated Baltimore. The Giants, Commanders, Titans, and Falcons all had huge come-from-behind wins in week two. And then just week three. That's good. The graphic's going to be important on that one. Pittsburgh's offense still struggling to get off the ground despite a win in Las Vegas last night because they had to have an emergency landing in Kansas City 4 o'clock this morning due to a plane issue, an oil pressure issue. Oh. They went, they went down in Kansas City. Okay. There's probably some things going, going up in Kansas City. The Jets are at the point of the season where fans are losing their dentures yelling at them. But folks... The Jets are just bad, and there's nothing that can fix the dent it. <laughs> this segment, not brought to you by, but it could be. The only thing the Bears stopped this week were rumors that Hallis Hall was raided by the FBI, although they should be investigated by the FBI because it should be illegal to call what we've seen from them this season football. They're 0-3, 13-game losing streak, longest current in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence has one touchdown throw in his last 100 attempts. You know what happens after too much sunshine? Mm -hmm. Drought. Can't have one without the other. Hey, some good news to report. Not all Ohio State quarterbacks who wander are lost. C.J. Stroud was wanderful in an upset win over the Jags yesterday. And the aforementioned Trevor Lawrence. 900 yards, four touchdowns in just three games for Stroud which the Dolphins did in the first three minutes, it seemed, against the Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos gave up 70 points. 70. Mm -hmm. So, like a gaggle of ladies on a girl's getaway, all of Denver is left asking, where is the D? That's what happens? <laughs> and they put up 20 points. 20 points. Let Russ cook means pay Michelin star prices for Firefest food. Ooh. It means, no, you don't get hors d'oeuvres, just beanie weenies on a stick. Russ good. cooking is him cooking flavorless flour paste, sticking it in an easy bake oven, praying that there's something edible, but uh-oh, it's been 20 games and it's not. Damn. <laughs> this is... The absolute worst it has ever been as a Broncos fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about a franchise that lost how many Super Bowls before they won one? Mm -hmm. Three. This is, in the great words of Garrett Bowles, oh. flat out mm -hmm. He said that. Do you have any idea, since clearly this is all about me, any idea what it's like to get a job at the worldwide leader just mere months after your team finally wins the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Do you know what it felt like to know I was coming to the mothership, to the number one sports station in the world? Riding high. And that I would get to ride 
that momentum and talk about my beloved team, the champs. Do you know what it's been like mm. to have to try and avoid the NFL for seven straight years because your team shit? I can't. It's my job. Do you know how horrible it is to work here when your team just gave up 70 points? When the pictures on the graphics on the TV right now are a whole bunch of dudes in black and white wearing literal leather on their helmets and then your team? Do you know what it's like to work at a place and people know that you're a fan and so when you just walk by them they say things like, let's ride. Do you have any idea the restraint is required to love a team so much week after week and watch them do that? And I know what you're thinking, Gary. Oh, whatever, L, we get it. You're a super winner. Your Bulldogs have won two in a row. Your Braves just won a World Series. You're the most winning person I've ever met. I know. But in the words of Tony Duncan, who's my mom, you're only as happy as your saddest child. And my saddest child is the fucking Eeyore of the NFL. What the fuck, Gary? Come on, bro. They're not even trying anymore. And then they say things like, I think this might be the bottom. Oh, and all the copious losing seasons weren't your bottom? <laughs> that wasn't your bottom? $125 million for Russ Wilson to be that? That's not your bottom? Where is the bottom? What's the bottom, guys? This is horrific. I'm tired of every single week just sort of being like, oh, what can I say? At least we've got that Super Bowl from 2016. That's a long time ago, bruh. It's a steep fall from a mile high, L. Okay. You know that. You know that. I have been holding this in for years. Legit, Gary. I'm not a Patriots fan like you. I don't expect to win every single year. I'm not some horrible Boston fan that's like, oh, if you're not winning championships, I don't care. Can we just get a winning season? Can we just string together one or two wins? Can we just not get beat by seven <laughs> points? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. This is horrific. And you know, Gary, because you're from Denver. This was a once proud franchise. Yep. This was a once proud team. Yep. What is this? It's a bad week for Colorado football. It was a bad week for Colorado football. Oh, I Ross. still follow a ton of the, the Denver broadcasters out there, Vic Lombardi being one of them, and yeah. he was like, I've watched football, Broncos football, since I can remember walking. Yeah. And he's too. like, I'm close to walking away from it. Never have I gone about my day on a Sunday afternoon in Denver and seen so many people out yeah. not watching the game. I know. People have given up. They've given up. It's not even October. No. It's not even week four. That's bad. It's horrible. Garrett Bowles was like, I've been here seven years and all we've done is lost. Sometimes you got to look at the man in the mirror when you say something like, when you say something like that. Connecting dots here, dude. You've been here seven years and all they do is years. lose. Oh, yeah, no. man, the single Pro Bowl yet? Watch out. Sean you Payton's mad. You mentioned Colorado because whatever. Like the Broncos are a dumpster hey, but, hey, fire. But I got to do this because I'm a friend. Are you okay? Uh, no. Okay. I'm not. I didn't it's have actually any. like it really. It's like really heartbreaking. <laughs> it like really sucks, dude. It's bad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like it's one thing to not be relevant. It's the other thing to only be relevant because you're making history on your team is embarrassing as a person, and then because you let you literally let a team put up 70 points on you, and honestly, they pulled off the brakes. They could have put up 90. I watched oh. some of that game, sadly. Mike McDaniel, personal vendetta. That was that man is from Aurora. I know. He is from Colorado. Yeah. He's got the same disdain for the Broncos that I do. 
but I'm not sitting here gloating because I'm in front of my friend who loves them. And I can't do that to you. A lot of people are gloating though right now because um, we talked about this. The Broncos being bad, whatever, we've just accepted that. It mm-hmm. kind of sucks for Colorado that the Buffs really came crashing back down to earth. That was I'm not laughing because they got beat so bad. I'm laughing at the fact that we are now revising history. Now all of a sudden, the media is to blame for creating this monster that is the Buffaloes we did this. We hyped them up. We and it was Oregon's job to show us all how stupid we are. And Gary, we've talked about this. We don't make decisions in a vacuum. Ten million people mm-hmm. watched Colorado, Colorado State at two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, we didn't hype up anything. It's the fifth most watched game in our history ever. Okay, we didn't hype up. We've anything. been on the air for forty years. The people wanted prime time. The people are getting prime time. Yeah. Every single person that actually works here that knows anything about football knew they were going to lose to Oregon. Maybe didn't know they were going to lose that bad. Knew they were going to lose. Oh, God, did you pick? Oh, you picked the buffs? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I picked him against the spread. Oh. And I was like, until Dion gives us a reason to doubt him, I'm not going to. Oh, so you watched that Colorado State game where they couldn't run between the trenches and lost their best player well, actually, and thought, well, here actually, we go, buffs. I didn't watch it because I had to go to bed early, but sure. when I went to bed, they were they had the lead. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, no, I knew that this was not this was gonna be an uphill climb with Travis. Well, because Center. they they have they had the target on their back and Oregon caught them at the perfect time. They yeah. caught them lacking at the perfect opportunity no they showed them listen Oregon is having their best offensive output and we've now sort of witnessed like again everybody knows the hardest place to build a team is in the trenches that's where it takes the longest that's not he already said that right he's already said he needs seven dogs and he needs all of them on his line yes we already knew this but this idea that now everybody is attacking Dan Lanning for the viral video from the locker room pregame the Cinderella story is over man Right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference. Right? There's a difference. Right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass. Right? It's gonna be played on the grass. I have no problem with this, Gary. Show me the this is literally Neither do I. This is what they're supposed to it's do. Gamesmanship. Yes. People getting hurt in their feelings online is just an indictment of people being online just far too much. Yeah. Like stop it. What do you complain? You're an adult. Who cares? Go start a family. Yeah. What? I don't know. Says the single guy with no family. Well, I have a girlfriend. I got a family. I got a family. I don't have kids. Don't, let's not make this about me. Let's make this about Prime. Did you just call your girlfriend your family? Huh? That's really <laughs> sweet. Thanks, L. 36 now. You know what I'm saying? Government still says you're single. So here's the thing. Yeah. Everybody who's getting, getting all up in their feelings, I question more than just their activity online. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is this is what we're supposed to do, and it indicates to me that that person has not been on a on a team before, hasn't been in a locker room environment, hasn't had the enjoyment of getting back and forth in some trash talk. Mm-hmm. We're on Good. the same page with this one. Yeah, triggered, completely triggered, and everybody wants to make it a cultural war. Like, oh, he, what's he trying to say? He's trying to say what everybody says. Yeah. You, you like bulletin board material, whatever it is that you got to do to get your dudes juiced. And they clear, it clearly worked. It yeah. worked to execute. They absolutely <laughs> punished the Buffalo. Although it's so funny. He was like, we're about substance. Now go out there in your color changing cleats Correct. and your 3000th uniform combination and go win one for the good guys. Phil Knight, 
Local billionaire. <laughs> that was my favorite part. We're not here for the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> Video that does straight, viral clicks. Straight up. Video that's going to get posted on the internet for clicks, clicks and sent to every recruit starting the day it was, the second it was released. Correct. The Nike school? Yeah. <laughs> we don't do this for clicks? What we are you talking know. about? Correct. For a long time, you did football just for the uniform. Facts. And we did you just for the uniform. Facts. Yeah. But again, they are substantive now. And yes. that's exactly what's waiting for Buffalo. And I like what Dion said. You're going to get at me. Get at me now. This is the worst that we will ever be. It is still a great story. It doesn't change the fact that the story is a fantastic story. It just changes the idea. We didn't have any idea what their ceiling could potentially Correct. be. Not a single person on this network that I know was over here talking about the buffs and the CFP. Everybody knew this was going to... God, Gary, that too? <laughs> okay, okay. Time out. Just a quick peek behind the curtain before we leave. All I'm saying is in some of our sports center meetings, when we have the, 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 the college football brass, I, I would be lying if I say I didn't approach the topic of, hey, when are we going to start asking these guys if, CF, if CFU, CU is CFP material? Oh, okay. Well, that is you being inflammatory and just looking for reasons Yep, no. Wow, you really pitched that? That's not good, Gary. No, because literally no one thought that. Everyone knew this would be a level set game. This would tell us where they're at. And now we know they are not there because they're not even, Oregon's not even the best yeah. team in the Pac-12. It's USC at this point. I'm so gonna, if you're level setting at where you that are, question. I just can't believe you actually thought after what you witnessed I'm, last week. Okay. Listen, I just want to make sure I cover all my bases ahead of SportsCenter because we are the worldwide leader. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Even if it's fantasy. Yes. Yeah, there's no F in ESPN for <laughs> fantasy, which is what you had just created with Buffalo's being a CFP team. But alas, that's my point, Gary. You don't have to be a CFP team to still recognize it's a great story. Yes. A story of foundational change. And it's going to be a great story for years to come. It's just not the story that you all wanted. It's not the Hollywood story that he runs the table in his first year with 86 new kids and wins it all. 100%. Not going to be a CFP team, but... New Year's Six, not out of the question. Okay. <laughs> we got to go, Elle. We've, we've run over our time limit. <laughs> Speaking of stories, he was telling a story when he said we were going to do a sports and Oh, draft. yeah, we ran we out of time. We never got though. to it. But hopefully we'll get to it on Thursday. And if not, we'll just keep kicking that can down the road. All part of the plan. Keep you coming back.